What's up, guys? Welcome to the Radio Play Today podcast, where we are interviewing and getting to know the hottest artists from around the globe. Now, since all of our artists are worldwide, all these interviews will take place via phone. We're excited to get into the interview with our next artist, so enjoy the show. We'll talk to you guys soon. Radio Play today, I have my friend, the myth, the legend, King David Koresh. King David, tell our listeners a little bit about where you're from and what you got going on, my man. Awesome. Uh, I am from Romulus, Michigan. It's right outside Detroit, Michigan, uh, next to Eastern Michigan. Uh, And, you know, I grew up just like many of us did, you know, poor family, but was taught the, 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 the skills and the commitment to hard work and dedication and black pride, and that has helped me overcome a lot of obstacles that I faced as a youth. Yes, sir, and that black pride is very prominent in your music, my man. How long have you been doing music? Uh, well, I started doing music back in 1997, Woo. and from 97 to 2001, and then I stepped away from it because uh, it, it wasn't getting the traction that I had hoped, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, I had to figure out what I was going to do with my life, so I began uh, a career as an educator, mm-hmm. uh, so I stepped away, but with recent things happening to the family and friends, in my old community, uh, back on the east side of Detroit, mm-hmm. the Romulus, as well as my family in Chicago, mm-hmm. with all this murder, murder, murder rap, yeah. I decided to get back in and, and and present some positive, critical thinking music for, for the young people to observe. Yeah, and that, and that's really observant of you, man, because there's a there's a plethora of violent music. There's a plethora of, of that dark music that kind of permeates the whole community. You know what I'm saying? So it's a beautiful thing to hear the message that you have in your songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I appreciate that. And I want to add, mm-hmm. my community on the east side of Detroit, the area code is 48205. Now, you can Google that. Mm-hmm. So there's a war going on between the Crips and the Bloods. And you got two famous rappers from Detroit who represent each side. Mm-hmm. And I got family members who are on both sides, and they're killing each other. Mm-hmm. So imagine we all got the same grandmother, and they're killing each other. Off some colors. Yes. Man. And, and drugs and money. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a sad time to be around, you know? Yeah. So much more opportunity, but it's, it's good that we got people like King David Koresh out here educating people. So when you're doing like your education, working as an educator, is that primarily what you're teaching? Well, I, I'm a professor of black history and of black studies. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly I, I teach black liberation, black radical thought. I'm trying to equip my students and the young people to to be able to prepare themselves to empower their communities. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And I, I can learn a lot from you. Hey, my pleasure. That's what God put me here to do. Absolutely. And we learn a lot from your music as well. I mean, everything that you talk about is is very is very prevalent as to what's going on. You talk about the history. Uh, I mean, like, so so when you're making this music now, is it different from the music you were making before? I, I'll tell you a secret. Half of the lyrics you heard on that song and on my new music, mm-hmm. I wrote that in 2000. I mean, I wrote that in 1998. That just lets you know that ain't nothing changed. Yeah, that's, man. So you've been true to yourself for a long time. I gotta be. That's how my mama made me. Yeah, 100%, bro. So, well, thank you for that. And 
we'll move on to the next subject. Like, what's the, what's the music scene like up there, especially for an artist like yourself who is so vastly different from the people around you? Like, how do you how do you operate in the Detroit area like that? All right, awesome. So I'm based out of three cities or three areas. I'm based out of Detroit, Atlanta, and North Carolina near Asheville. Mm-hmm. Now on the Detroit side. What makes it kind of easier is my familial connections. And unfortunately, when I was a youth, I myself used to gangbang. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm an OG, for real, for real. Yeah. Uh, so that allows me to be in spaces and talk to people about real things without without the fear of being accosted, you know, by, by those people. Yeah. So like just this past summer, for example, uh, and some of those people are in my video, the No Regrets video. I brought together uh, some of the 42s, that's the Crips, mm-hmm. and some of the Seven Mile Bloods together, and we rap. I, I couldn't do that if it wasn't for my familial connections. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a Muslim, and I'm very active in the Muslim community, so Atlanta, I got a lot of, I got a lot of love and a lot of brothers who lived the street life, went to the penitentiary, and came out. Mm-hmm. So I get access to be able to rap and talk real talk to brothers that's that that that's in the streets in Atlanta uh because of my positionality. They don't view me as uh, a professor or somebody with two PhDs. They view me as King David the street nigga, the P real bitch. Yeah, they they like that's the OG. And that's cool that yeah. you've seen both sides. So you have that credibility. You they know what you're saying is real or at least maybe subconsciously they can kind of take those messages in even if it's not it doesn't have an immediate effect and it doesn't hurt that you know their parents will be like no nah, you better listen to him we know him yeah <laughs> yeah he was in these streets y'all yeah. talking about exactly yeah. when it was a lot different too it, it certainly was it certainly was and i gotta give all praises due to Allah. to be honest with you because that's what changed my life mm-hmm you know, Million Man March, nineteen ninety-five. I was at the Million Man March. Yeah. I took fifty brothers to the Million Man March. Yeah. At the time, I was in the Nation of Islam, studying under uh, Rasul and uh, Dawood Muhammad. Rasul is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's uh, son. Wow. And you were with yeah. him? Yeah. No, indeed, indeed. Uh, I mean, when I was in, when I stopped gangbanging, we used to shut down crack houses in Detroit without no guns. Mm-hmm. Just with the final call newspaper and brothers standing post. Yeah, just pulling up. Yeah, indeed, and standing post, though. Yeah. That means we posted up, standing outside military style, and we talking to the crackheads, talking to the young dudes that was selling the dope, and we was bringing knowledge to sell. And the respect that they garnered impacted on me greatly and deeply, and I try to carry that forward, although I now practice uh, Orthodox Islam mm-hmm. under under uh, uh, Wallace Muhammad, who passed away, but that's that that that's the community I'm in in Atlanta, and I go to uh, uh, the the Masjid Al Islam Atlanta mm-hmm. in, in Atlanta. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I can feel your vibrations through the phone, bro. Great vibes. Thank you for for blessing us. <laughs> because hey, well, I, thank you for giving me the opportunity to spread my message, man. For, yeah, for sure, bro. For sure, you, you could just feel like you said Allah flowing through you and speaking. So thank you for that. Um, my next question is like. What was the Million Man March? Was that the turning point when you stopped gangbanging, or like what was the turning point? Well, when you got a couple friends get murdered and one of them gets shot in the face five times, that'll make you reevaluate your life. But to be honest with you, 
it was uh and I'm sitting here with my colleague, he probably laughing because he don't know me in that context. Yeah. But uh, actually, <laughs> He's like, what? and Ice Cube is what changed my life. Uh Tupac lifts not drop. Well, first I should say uh the uh death certificate by Ice Cube dropped, then the Tupac lifts now drop. Mm-hmm. And I got four felonies as a juvenile. They're expunged off my record now. And I had a probation officer. She was a white lady. And my mama had told her I was reading black power books. So this white lady lied to me and said that she was black. And my father looks white, but he's black from Flint. So mm-hmm. I wasn't shocked that this white lady said she was black. I believed her. Mm-hmm. And she said, if you read these books, and your mom ain't got to pay no money and you ain't got to go to jail. And that, that was the beginning of my transformation. And I joined the Nation of Islam a couple months after that. Wow. That and that kept you out of prison. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if I would have got violated, I would have went to the juvenile prison, Maxie's boys' home in Michigan. And then, you know, if I would have aged out of that, then I probably would have went up north to Marquette, Michigan, or the Jackson Penitentiary. Oh, they railroaded me. All I did was uh, we. I used to rob drug dealers, but in this case, we robbed a white boy. We ain't even robbed. I told him he had a nice coat. He took his coat off and handed it to my friend. Yeah. And then we hopped in the whip and mashed off. Then the police was on us. So they gave me ethnic intimidation, larceny off a person over $100, uh, felonious use of a motor vehicle, and then uh, unarmed robbery. Those were all felonies. And they was just looking for charges to stack on you because that is insane. <laughs> well, that's what they do. They throw the ball at you and then have you cop a plea. Man. I'm glad that's you took basically, that plea. That's basic street knowledge right there. Yeah. I'm glad you took that plea, man, because we, we need you here right now. Well, I'm, my kids are definitely glad they wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, 100%, bro, 100%. Well, that's amazing, man. So you you made music in the 90s. You was making music when I was like five years old. How is how is it different making music now? Like, is your process any different? Or would you say that it's pretty similar? It, it, it's pretty simple. It's okay. pretty simple. But the big difference is <clears throat> right now, and it, it was beginning then mm-hmm. in Detroit. And that's when, like, the Street Lords, uh, the East Side Cheddar Boys, it, the change was happening then where you had to be uh, a, a street movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about, like, getting the word out. You had to be actual a street criminal cartel for the industry to pay you any attention. Mm-hmm. I remember meeting with radio stations back in 1998 and they were telling me well you gotta give us some money get your stuff on the radio Eastside Cheddar Boys bought me some rims some dates yeah. uh, you know the street lords gave me this money and all that right and then so you know today I'm, I'm just gonna be real you gotta be gang bang murder kill bro Yeah. that these, these corporations are fucking shameless bastards to be honest with you bro they're paying they're, they're giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to these criminal organizations that destroy their community and knowing they're going to take that money and buy guns and stuff to shoot up their community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to have problems when I go home, you know, but I'll tell you, uh, when they gave somebody a record deal, he bought guns mm-hmm. and people died. Mm-hmm. In response, the other side bought more guns and people died. Yeah. The record the record companies are culpable of that, if we're being real. I mean, we could look at Chicago, all that. Uh, uh, somebody's kicking knowledge and get no breath. 
They but if you be. got a YouTube video with a lot of guns and then a vlogger say <clears throat> you a gang and y'all got ops and then you talk about killing and smoking on your ops and your raps, then next thing you know, Sony, all them going to come knocking. And, and that's what happened. We can look at Chicago, FBG Duck. We can look at Lil Dirt. We mm-hmm. can look at 42 Doug. Yep. We can look at Slider Baby. I mean, that's just the real. I'm just telling you the real. And if they don't like it, then fuck them. Yeah, no, 100%. And we need that real, man. It's all about people being brave enough to speak up. And that's why we have this show, man, just to have everyone get their message out. Because it's it's important and you're 100% right. And it's very apparent when it's like, okay, you got all these street movements at the forefront. They could destroy their communities. And then once the community is destroyed enough, they arrest those people. We was watching y'all the whole time. And those people... They get their money and they move out. Yep. So they got the little minions yep. doing all that. Yep. None of these people live in Detroit no more. None of them people live in Chicago anymore. Exactly. They live in somewhere else, hundreds of miles away, multiple states away. Exactly. I mean, this is the real life. Yeah. Fuck all this rap hype shit. This is real life. My people dying on the streets, man. Over this bullshit and ain't nobody saying nothing. Over this total bullshit. The people who do say something are absolutely ridiculed. Oh, indeed, indeed. Oh, but they ain't as strong as I am. Exactly. And it, they ain't got self-awareness. They ain't got black pride. Exactly. And then me, I don't mean to get all religious because I'm not a really religious guy. But they ain't protected by the power of uh, the face of Abraham. Definitely. A hundred percent. And the light will always outshine the dark, no matter how dark it gets. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. That's basic, that's, that, that's basic science. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, I want to thank you so much for spreading your message, King David. Um, I kind of want to want to give you the floor to end this interview. Like, is there anything that you want to say or like any message that you want to get out as far as like what you want our people to hear and what message you want to leave them with? I, I, I just want rap fans, particularly black rap fans, but rap fans in general. I want y'all to be open to look and investigate and search for people that got quality messages and, and content. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. I, 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 it's probably about, in my opinion, it's probably about 30 people in the world that can rap better than me. Mm-hmm. It's point blank simple. It ain't, ain't, they, they can't none of them out-rap me, but maybe 30 people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But my content is key. They got to search it out. There are, there are a thousand King David Koresh's, but they're not getting uh opportunity to be heard. Mm-hmm. You know, because People are being like uh, tourists. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's like the old, I don't mean to get all academic. It's an old novel from the 1920s called A Nigger Heaven, written mm-hmm. by Carl Van Vetch. It, 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 it's like that. They want to be, uh, they, they, they want to be enamored by the exotic, yeah. by the danger, to be able to see the danger from the safety of their own home. And you got all these middle class black kids who don't know what blackness is. They ain't got confidence in themselves. So they think blackness is uh, 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 criminality. They think that is the authentic black experience. So they emulate that, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they gravitate to it. So they ignore, they ignore uh, artists, mm-hmm. you know, who, who are bringing more to the table, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they shun people who are successful that do what I do like a J. Cole or a Kendrick Lamar and then exalt 
uh, Takashi Six Nine. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll exalt the next murder, murder, kill, gangbanger rapper. I really need them to explore and search for people with quality messages and content, but with elite MC skills. Now, mm-hmm. can't be whack. Now, can't yeah. be whack. Yeah, it can't be can't whack. Be. It don't. It don't matter how positive you are. You can't be whack. Can't be whack. Can't be whack. You know. And, and so, so, so that is my message. And then to add an asterisk before I go is read a goddamn book, y'all. Read a book, man. Read a book. So many people are proud that they don't read. So many people are proud that they are functioning illiterates. They don't read. And when they read, they read shit that helps them manipulate other people. They're not going to read about black history. They're not going to read about black philosophy, black political philosophy, black liberation philosophy. They're going to read 49 Laws of Power. Yeah. To manipulate and exploit other people. It's a, it's a capitalist suicide is what hip-hop is right now. Mm-hmm. It is a ritualistic capitalist suicide. And, and, and that's what they point. People don't want to be honest. I mean, you know, I'm a 46-year-old man. And I, I put that out there because they're like, oh, that's old to rap. Well, shit, man. Motherfucker, Keith Richards, 109. That old motherfucker, he out there touring now. So me? that's how black was. We got white people, white corporates telling black people about black art and who should be in it and who shouldn't and what's too old and what's all that, right? Yeah. You know, but I'm a 46-year-old man. I ain't fighting nobody. 100%. I'm going to avoid to fight every point I can, and if you assault me, I'm just going to shoot you, bro. That's oh. point blank. Oh, that's not no gangster <laughs> shit. That's grown-ass, stand your ground, basic stuff. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if you step on my foot at the club, I'm going to apologize to you that my foot was in your way. Yeah. <laughs> if but you it, keep pressing, I'm going to be like, bro, I'm about to, I'm, I'm, I'm dipping. Yeah. You follow me outside? Then it's gonna turn to that. Now I call the police and wait for them to come collect you and put me in cuffs, and then I'll let my lawyer handle it from there, bro. 100%. I'm just telling you the honest goodness truth. Yeah, hundred percent. But that's like you said, that's that's a real man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like you out here seeking that. I got kids, man. I just saw somebody get punched in the head, fall down, go into a seizure and die from a punch. Yeah, hundred percent. And that guy was in high school, West Bloomfield High School, Michigan. That was 1996. Okay. Like, it ain't no game out here, man. We in the jungle. I mean, it's just it's just basic understanding, man. Yeah. And so, you know, when you hop out the ride, run up on somebody and get the punching on them, and then somebody shoots you dead, what the hell you think was going to happen? What you expect? Like, really, what do you expect? So I hope you get what I'm saying without saying names, what I just said. 100%. 100%. It's, it's a lot of names to be said, but I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, so that's my message is just be wise, read, look inside yourself and do honest self-evaluation. Are you selling dope because you need the money to eat or are you selling dope because you want to buy clothes to get the hoes? Are you selling dope because you needed to pay rent for your kid, for your uh, children or your siblings or are you selling dope because you want to be cool to get some hoes? That, that, let's get right down to it. That's that's People got to ask themselves them real questions. And my music is designed to make them, to mm-hmm. force them. So everybody ain't gonna like my music. Yeah. And some people like sugars and some people like vinegar. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, and yeah. The, most people can't handle the truth, so it's to be expected that people are gonna shy away from the truth because it hurts. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. But you're attracting all the people who enjoy the truth, so that's building a strong tribe. 
Facts, facts. I'm just doing what, I, what my mama made me to do, brother. That's amazing, bro. Well, King David, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Uh, before we go, where can our listeners find you and get in contact with you? Awesome. You can find me on uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my my handle is King David Koresh. Uh, at uh, this is the at uh, handle at Z E B Du Bois, mm-hmm. like W E B Du Bois. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, you can find me on King David Koresh, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all that. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Blackboard, uh, Jungles Music Group. Uh, you know, and then you can find me, you can email me, Blackboard Jungle Music, uh, Blackboard Jungles Inc., I-N-C, at gmail.com. Blackboard Jungles Inc. at gmail.com? Yep. Amazing, bro. Well, amazing. Well, thank you. I'm, in the, I'm, 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 I'm an educator. It's mm-hmm. Blackboard. I write on it. We in the jungles. Blackboard Jungles Inc. Blackboard Jungles. That, what's crazy, man, I always say, like, don't forget, we in the jungle. Don't forget that. Like, and that's that's the perfect message, bro, because you're the educator of the jungle. Facts. Yeah. Facts. I appreciate you taking the time to interview me, man. 100%, bro. We appreciate you being here. This has been so insightful, and I can't wait to show everybody this. Awesome, awesome. I appreciate you. Much love and respect. Much love and respect. Yes, sir. Make sure you guys go listen to King David Crush's new single, No Regrets. Get some knowledge and read a damn book. We'll talk to you soon, King David. All right, peace. All right, brother, peace.